This is the Gore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, welcome to the Gore Club Podcast, everybody. I'm Steve Vessel. I'm Death Metal Dave. I'm Ace. Dad. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted, I, I wanted to start the, the, the podcast episode off with a bang. Let's talk about Paul Rubens. Let's talk about, let's talk about something happy. Yeah. Man, that fucking sucks. Paul Rubens uh, passed away for people that are just not paying attention. Um, he passed away the other day, and uh, apparently he had cancer for six years and didn't tell anybody. And he wrote his fans a note saying he was sorry. God damn it. That <laughs> is that's deep. <laughs> but uh, if you don't know Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. Buffy the Vampire uh, Slayer. Slayer uh, nice Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Pee Wee's Playhouse was a very formative part of my childhood because they used to play... I think it, it came on probably in reruns is probably the way I saw it. But every Saturday I'd watch Pee-Wee's Playhouse. And then I guess I remember up to about 91 or 92 when they stopped showing it after the whole movie theater thing. And I went up there to turn it on that morning. No Pee-Wee's Playhouse. And yeah. then immediately I was just like, ah. I watched. I watched it every Saturday. Every Saturday morning was spent with, spent with Pee-Wee. And I used to annoy the shit out of my parents by screaming when somebody said the secret word <laughs> like that was the most genius thing how do you piss off parents yes you, you just to say a word that they these children are eventually going to hear and they're going to scream it they're yeah. just going to scream and the parents go what the fuck is going on be like you said the secret word you said the secret word and then you get slapped but that's okay yeah no next to ace is the uh the collection of the vhs is still in the same box i think it even has like the cellophane still wrapped around it because oh, I, yeah. I would take a knife and cut around if I was going to take the, 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 the yeah, the, the dust cover, whatever you want to call it, yeah, yeah, but the shrink wrap. It's 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 very sad. Uh, he's a great person. Yeah, and outside of that, he was did. I mean, he was in tons of other movies. Mystery Men. Yeah, he was in that. Uh, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, which is probably my second favorite thing that he did. Whenever he's getting killed and he gets the stake, and he's like, uh, yeah. Like, he just looks over. And, oh, <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. Like that, uh, hilarious. Great. Yeah. Oh, man. What a, uh, his relationship with the Groundlings and Elvira, you know, Cassandra Peterson. Like, that's why she's in TV, uh, People's oh, Big yeah, Adventure, because yeah. they all came up together in the comedy circuit. Yeah. Uh, and the Groundlings is where they came from. Who else? Uh, Phil Hartman. Uh, yeah. You know, there's so many. All Everybody who's great at playing characters, they're all Groundlings. They're fucking <laughs> uh, so bad. It's but so sad. He will be missed. He uh, will be missed. And uh, it's, it's very tragic. It's the first one that, like, first one in a long time where I, I read the news and just, like, my heart sank. I yeah. was just like, oh, my God. I remember specifically one Saturday morning. I'll just tell the story and we can move on. Okay, Dave. <clears throat> so, Saturday morning, you know, Pee Wee's on and I uh, walk out into the kitchen and uh, there's a big crock pot. And I'm like, what's in the crock pot? What's mom making? I open the crock pot lid and there's a cow tongue. What? A whole, a whole cow tongue. This, this in this weird turn in, this, in this crock pot, and uh, I start screaming like, "Ah, what the hell is this?" And they thought I was screaming because of the the secret word. I'm like, shut the fuck oh. up! And I was like, "No, there's a tongue in the in the pot." I don't know if you've ever seen a cow tongue. A whole cow tongue. You used to be able to buy them at, at the grocery store, and I, I don't see them anymore. Yeah, I do not see like, them anymore. You get like tongue tacos at certain. Well, yeah, but uh, if you've ever seen, if you've never seen one, just Google Google search the size of a fucking it's huge tongue of a cow. Yeah, purple uh, has like you know has like a yeah. little tie dye color going on. Yeah, tasty. It was very uh, it's very weird moment, but I always think of always think of that in Pee Wee Herman for some reason. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Traumatic but fun. 
Uh, Speaking of purple things, jeez! Oh, that's a great, that's a great <laughs> segue right into the uh, our topic of the of the night, which is kind of like almost part two of last uh, episode. Yes, uh, Franken hooker, Franken sex worker. Yeah, which is that what you call it, Franken sex worker. Yes, yeah. yeah. Franken hooker, the uh, nineteen ninety black comedy horror film directed by Frank Henenlotter. Yeah, and I like it because it is a comedy and then slash horror. It's not, it's not a whole lot of horror. It's yeah. just a black comedy. Oh yeah, that's not very. There's nothing in it where you, if, maybe the exploding people. But if you were a kid watching this, besides all the uh, like, holy shit, look at all these boobs. Like you'd probably be like, you'd be, there's nothing you would turn your eyes like. Oh, this is too scary. This know? is gross. I can't watch this. Yeah, and I think that there was a slight backlash from a lot of his fans, and he was like, look, man, I'm making a comedy. Yeah, I'm making my. I'm making, as he says, uh, an exploitation fucking comedy. Yeah, and if you're not down with it, you're not down with it. And people weren't. Uh, this movie did not do well. Um, well, at the time, you know, he was known for Basket Case. You yeah, know? That, even that stuff's got humor in it. Well, Basket Everything Case, he does Basket humor. Case, less yeah. less so than Frankenhooker, but Brain, brain damage, damage that has all. I mean, it, the fucking brain creature does a song. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I. I love this movie, and I think I've talked. I've talked to you guys about it before. The role that Patty Mullen plays, she plays Elizabeth, which is Frankenhook. Elizabeth not- Shelley. Yeah, Elizabeth I, I love it. I love that. I love that. <laughs> nice, All right, somebody nice tell, nod. Talk, talk and- about the plot. All right, so you got a guy that a guy whose girlfriend dies in a vicious way, and he's like, "I can put her back together. I can bring us back to life," and he, he does by putting together pieces of hookers and. Frankenhooker. Like the six million dollar man. Yeah, the six million dollar man. We have the technology. We can build her. Yeah. We can rebuild her. We can make her better. Because he's got special goo yeah. that works on women's body parts. Yeah, um freaking James uh Lauren uh Lawrence Lauren, what's this fucking James Lorenz. James Lorenz as Jeffrey Franken is fantastic actor. Um I think I mean for a low budget film, he pulls it off. He's got the fucking fantastic voice. You've got oh, yeah. Patty Mullen. The great Patty Mullen, yeah. who's done two movies. <laughs> the greatest actress in this whole film. The star of this and... Doom Asylum, which <laughs> I also watched at VHS Fest. And, and Penthouse. She, she was, was in Penthouse. She was a Penthouse a Pet of the Month, August 1996. And then a Penthouse Pet of the Year in 1988. So Frank Hennenlotter knew. Like, she'll take off her top. Bring her in. Yeah, and guaranteed. Do you, think, but do you think he knew that she could actually act? I mean, she's fucking great in this film. Yeah, I don't, and honestly, watching her in Doom Asylum, there's not, it, her in Doom Asylum, I didn't even know it was her in that movie, that's how unmemorable she is in that movie, and it's not really, it's probably just the writing, and, you know, but having a part like this, I'm sure it was like, we're gonna hire you because of how you look, and you're like, oh, holy shit, you're also really good at acting. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a double, double bonus there for that. So we got this garden party, right? <laughs> so it's Elizabeth's father's uh, uh, birthday, right? Right. And uh, Jeffrey, the... Uh, guy that works at the power plant the scientist jersey gas and electric jersey gas and electric (laughs) thank you gets him this kick-ass lawnmower that also kills elizabeth it's the best lawnmower since honey i shrunk the kids yes yes and and the little fucking mechanical thing is basically just like a tv rabbit ears yeah yeah that's my favorite thing you know you gotta have that range you need those rabbit ears for the range and they're trying to establish her in this like and she's overweight so she's wearing this ridiculous fat suit yeah. Which, and if you watch the behind the scenes on that, like her, like the actually, it, it doesn't look as good as the actual suit. Look, when she doesn't have the dress on and you just see her in the fat suit, it's actually like a nice 
like suit they made, but when you put the dress on her, it just looks like they shoved a bunch of newspaper under it. <laughs> yeah, like like a bunch of pillows and yeah, shit. And it kind of looks awkward because obviously in her face she is not like like that. But honestly, in the she's not even fat. Like it's it's like uh, early nineties fat, yeah. which is yeah, like she, oh you're slightly overweight. She looks great yeah, in she, the fat suit. Like she looks, she looks like a normal woman. Yeah, yeah. She has nice camel cakes. Nice Hell yeah. Oh boy. But they uh but they, <laughs> they they wanted to drive the point home. She was fat. Eating pretzels makes you fat. Eating pretzels <laughs> makes you fat. Get on your weight watchers or you'll get run over by a lawnmower. And to speak of that lawnmower, I mean, if she was fat and it just it just chopped her up into a billion pieces. Yeah, but perfectly. Like perfectly. Not not, not in like there's nothing there's no cuts. It's just like a chunk, a chunk, an arm there. It's great. Saved her head, though. Yeah. Must have been a lawn boy. <laughs> Must have been a lawn boy. Right. And they established the whole thing with him and his ridiculous lab in the kitchen at this point. Yeah. He's got, like, body parts on the shelves. You know, mom's no big deal. She's just walking around. He's got a brain with an eyeball stuck in it, like, almost talking to him. And he talks to it. Yeah. But it's not ready. To, you know, it's, he's, like, he's learning his trade. Everybody nonchalantly walks around all this stuff that he has. And he just has, you know, there's the, the lab in their garage. And he has a brain with an eyeball. Yeah. And everybody's just like, oh, Jeffrey, you're just he's such just, an interesting guy. Look, like he if, just, he's any, if, if his mother's anything like mine, she was just happy I was reading and was just going to let me keep doing whatever <laughs> I wanted. You could, do, you could do whatever you want as long as you're furthering your education. Yeah, it was like the late 80s, 90s. You know, you just stick you in front of the television and mom will see you later. Yeah, but this uh, is the same thing. He just gets to go hang out in the lab. He Except what I found weird was that. At the birthday party, he's not at his own house. He's at Elizabeth's parents' house. And I guess he just brought over this laboratory set to be like, I need something to do during the party. Yeah, Don't nobody really talk to people. talks about that. Yeah, you know. that always confused me at the beginning because I was like, wait, is that his mom? Then I was like, oh, no, that's her mom. And I was like, yeah, Whoa. and he, he had those trash bags on standby just to gather up anything. her head. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he's got to have some dinner dates, right? Yeah, there's. Well, <laughs> he's really sad at he this point. Wants to take her out to dinner. Yeah, but there's the, he's watching the news report of it, which I wrote down because this is hilarious. Oh, did you write down the quote of the yeah, woman when she says it's, it's like great. I can Please even, do it's it. like Hocus New Jersey, I think is how it's. But she's like her personality raining down on the birthday. No, that was body parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. It's like she, says she was reduced to a tossed human salad. This is, then she's like, this has been eight news alive. Yeah, it's like in, in a blaze of blood, bones, and body parts, the vivacious young girl was instantly reduced to a tossed human salad. What do you, what'd you call her? Girth, girthly? Girthly. <laughs> girthly. Yeah. The and gir- it was a salad once named Elizabeth. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's how she yeah. signs off. How can Dan rather eat your heart out? God. Jesus, that, I wish more news was like that. It's just to the point. Like, <laughs> shit's fucked up. People got cut up. And they, they do. They interview that. They interview the uh, the guy who's the examiner, the, the cop, or whatever. And then he's just like, "Yeah, it's just it's awful. It's awful." It's just, <laughs> and they show the body. It's just covered in blood. And they show like the sheet is like, "Yeah, nightly news." Yeah, and like he's like, I think you know, he's like trying to like he's whenever he's designing her, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna make you look great." And he basically just draws like like a stick figure with like huge boobs. <laughs> And he's like, I'm going to put your head on this body. It's like on this cartoonishly large. Oh, during the credit scene? Yeah. Yeah. Where you're just like, is this really like, and it's like, oh, you're going to do this sweet thing for her. But in reality, he's just like 
Baby, I wish your waist was smaller and your boobs were way bigger. <laughs> like, are you talking about the scene where, they, like, the beginning where he's like putting the uh, her face on the, on yeah. the Playboy he's playmate, like moving like, it yeah. across the different, like, which is really bodies. weird. It's like I guess they couldn't get license to her actual images from her penthouse, so it's like other people's bodies. But I thought that'd been a great part to have her on her own head. That'd been a great joke. Yeah. But Larry Flint wouldn't go for it. He doesn't subscribe to this kind of smut. Oh, the, <laughs> oh those hustlers. So. Well, hustler, cherry, whatever. I can't remember. He had the, his, that guy had a really fancy name that I can't remember. Oh, the guy who owned Penthouse? I can't remember that. It's like yeah. Bob Guccione. Or something, oh, I, I got. Well, you did pretty good this <laughs> yeah. nowadays. Well, I don't I mean, read those. I mean, magazines. I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Ace has got a lot of knowledge here. Um, I mean, he was showing her her options for what he could do with her. Like, did she want to go to the sweet shop? Did she want to, what else? She was like cooking naked in one picture. Like a girl needs options. And he knew that. That was great. Yeah. I, I like your perspective on That's that. A- a weird perspective there, Katie. I love this fucking movie. She's talking about like as if like they're caught their outfits is why. Yeah, it's like that scene from Pretty Woman, except it's just a head. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh what? God. A lady should be treated right, no matter what she looks like or what her pulse is like. Yeah. Um, we should talk about Zachary being the weatherman, by the way. Oh yeah, that's right. He was the weatherman. Philly in New York, Roland, also known as Zachary, from 1957 to 1958. Before moving to New York, he hosted a kids' cartoon show, American Bandstand. Uh, he co-hosted that sometimes whenever what's his face couldn't do it. Dick Clark uh, made records as the, as the character, and then he's the voice of the parasite in Henlotter's brain damage. He's also a Rondo Award winner. Oh yeah, checks out. Yeah, <laughs> he actually has a he has a comic book after him. He's done records. I mean, he, he sadly passed away. He passed into the void in uh, 2016 at the age of 98. Was he based out of Chicago? Well, uh, Philly and New York. Philly, New York. Yeah, okay. it depend, Like he started. I think I think he started in Philadelphia and then he moved to New York. Okay. Yeah, as the horror hosting, you know, jobs got. Yeah, like I, th- I was just like at the time, like every every like metropolitan area had their own horror host, and mm-hmm. yeah, if you ever then like even Lexington, Kentucky, I found like an old horror host they used to have there, and I found some uh, videos of it on YouTube. Yeah, I have to look up the name of it, but it's it was you know odd. Well, Joe Bob just brought <laughs> yeah. up our one of our uh, Louisville, Kentucky's uh, horror hosts. Oh yeah, on the, the fearmonger. Yeah, on the yeah. Uh, when they were showing Grizzly, Charles Kessinger, who's in both of these films behind me. Abby and Manitou, and he's also in Grizzly. He's in he's in so many movies. Uh, Asylum of Satan, all that stuff. Yeah, and he's not buried that far from here. Oh, Charles Kissinger is the fearmonger. Oh, wait, wait, <laughs> way to bring us down again. Steve. Sorry, this all is, right. is anyway. That's enough about men. Let's get back to the women, even if they're pieces. Anyways, dead hookers <laughs> noted. <laughs> So at this point, he's out on the prowl, yeah, right? Forty Second Street, baby, and it's so amazing if you when you watch these movies uh, from the eighties and early nineties, and you see the streets and you see the the uh, the places where they filmed, and you see them now. Holy hell! They cleaned them up. They <laughs> yeah. kicked everybody out. Yeah, go it's gentrified. C- go to CBGB's now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> designer T-shirt. I was I was, oh I was talking God. to somebody from New York about this, and they said the only place that still looks like a slum is the Bronx. So, uh, no offense, there, Bronx. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know. They were from New York. That's what they said. The I Bronx never, knows what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been funny. to the Bronx. You oh know, my but God. it's just weird. Not that, the band of the Bronx, by the way. If, it's just weird if you if you look at it now and you try to find these filming locations, or even like you know for this or uh, basket case, basket yeah. case, or you know even going back a little bit further, taxi, maniac, taxi driver, you know, all these CD places yeah. that maybe weren't as CD as they were portrayed, just are bed and breakfast now. 
Yeah, it's wild. I mean, even when you see something like the Howling, and that's in you know that's in California, like everything is different. Yeah, yeah and this is this is how I pictured like I probably mentioned this before, but like growing up watching like eighties movies, I only pictured New York looking like this. Yeah. So growing up as a child, I was terrified to go to New York because I just imagined it was nothing but like just people on the street. It's like that episode of The Simpsons when Homer goes to New York and like a pimp, an old 70s pimp's chasing him down the street. <laughs> and he's like, and then that's when the chuds came for me. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I don't ever want to go to New York. Oh, man. Like when you're watching Team America and he's in France and everything is just so cliche, stereotypical. <laughs> yeah, like, I just want to. Like, that's not how it looks, I man. just want to walk down the street and walk through uh, the fog coming out of a manhole cover. That's yeah, <laughs> that's that was my dream was to see a manhole cover with fog coming out of it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. You can hear that music. Oh, no, man, we just turned into old people talking about how, <laughs> how they change the things. Enough of that. But you said something about pimps. This is where we meet the pimp, right? The pimp. Zorro. 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 <laughs> I was telling Katie and, I, and these guys before we started, I never knew that his name was Zorro until <laughs> subtitles. Because I, because everyone's accent, uh, we're talking about yeah. accents. We all have an accent here. Uh, is it just like Zara, 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 Zara? Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's all I got. It sounds nothing like Zorro. <laughs> he, yeah, he was in two movies. His name's Joseph Gonzalez. He was in Frankenhooker, Hooker, and he was also in Brain Damage. Yeah, hey. he was Guy in Shower. Yeah. <laughs> They decided to expand his role and give him speaking lines. Yeah, so you're introduced to um, all of the hookers, um, and I wish I could have written down all of their names, because I love it. It's like honey and... Snow, <laughs> yeah. sugar, There's monkey. A, oh, look yeah, at this. Chartreuse. Yeah, get it, girl. Well, uh, the one who plays Chartreuse, I uh, also had recognized from uh, films of my youth, uh, who was porn star Heather Hunter. Oh. Films of your youth? Yeah. <laughs> that... that, that. <laughs> That, that that that's, that's a, a good way to see. Say that's it. a good a good point. Is your to mom make. listening to this podcast? <laughs> your wife is listening to this. Oh, uh, anyways, she knows. Oh, she she she's she's watched. She knows Heather Hunter too. <laughs> but uh, so this was the first um, SAG movie that Frank Kennenlauter had made. Yeah. So he had to have SAG actors. He had to get SAG boobs. Um and. That, before that's saggy boots. That, you know what? Carry on, Dave. Carry on. <laughs> but before this, you know, it, it was a little bit looser. He could just hire whoever he wanted. So instead of having actresses say, like, well, I don't want to take my top off, or they didn't want to do a certain scene, he got a bunch of strippers and actual hookers. From Billy's Topless Bar. From Billy's Topless <laughs> Bar. Um, accreditation in, to SAG so they could be in the movie. Yeah. So he, he was uh, stimulating the economy. Yeah, hell yeah. He, did, he did a lot for New York. He got these girls health insurance. He got them health insurance. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine that? That's fucking crazy. And yeah. really awesome. And he actually, one of his first films is actually a, uh, a, a an adult film. Yeah. Uh, I think it's The Violation of uh, Claudia. I think it's what it's called. Yikes. Yeah. There was a... Yeah, right? The the one, the girl who plays Angel the hooker, her name is Jennifer Delora. She's the one with like the tattoo. And she's like, you should see my other tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> um, she basically has, so there's a whole interview with her on the on the Blu-ray. She's talking about how she only played hookers in movies because like everybody just wanted a New York hooker. So, like so, she was like in suburban. All. She was in Suburban Commando. Uh, <laughs> why did Why did I know you were going to say Suburban Commando? <laughs> like like this short sure second, I was like, he's definitely going to talk about that Hulk Hogan movie. Yeah, she's in that Angel Robot Holocaust. Um, but yeah, and she, she said she could do all the New York accents, so everybody just hired her for that role. Um, but she was like, she was the only person out of everybody on there that was like, she complained about working with James Lorenz because he was like an actual actor. So like when they would do scenes, 
he'd be like, I don't know, like, let me, let me do that one again. Would I, would I really do it this way? And she was like, oh, my God, just keep, keep – we don't have time for this shit. Just, like, keep going. Like, <laughs> She's you're wasting him. these people's money sitting here trying to redo these scenes. It's called Frankenhooker. Who cares? <laughs> and he's, like, trying to, like, do the scenes, like, professionally. Like, he's not – and she was like, this guy, he was just such a pain in the ass. And I'm like, well, he's still acting, and you're not, so. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but, yeah, she talks so much on that. I was just right, like – um, like she was the, uh, she was like a crown of like she was like Miss whatever borough of New York she lived in. Shut up. And then yeah, she uh, <laughs> she has a PhD in psychology and was crowned Miss Ulster County. That's what it was, and had her crown revoked because she was in Bad Girls dorm- Dormitory. <laughs> that's the one wow. that got her crown revoked. Yeah, that's the one that got her crown revoked. <laughs> but yeah, Jennifer Delora, Angel the Hooker. Just a uh, huge long story for such a small part in the movie. <laughs> God. The more you know. Ding. Anyways, so they go to they go to Zorro. Zorro. Zorro's a crack dealer slash hooker. He goes to Club Huevos. Oh yeah, Huevos. Big uh, eggs bar. Big eggs. Grande. Bar. Yeah. It looks like a place where you could find drugs and, and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> I would not eat eggs in that place. I'm telling you that the scummiest bathroom you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Like, we we've all been to Magbar. Oh. It's worse than that. Definitely wouldn't eat eggs there either. <laughs> Old Magbar? I don't know yeah. about that. Shoot. But yeah, it's uh, a lot of just uh, fucking and doing drugs right in the stalls there. Oh, just... I love that. <laughs> I love that in every restaurant or, or every, gas station. Every Applebee's. Every, every Applebee's. <laughs> but you've got Zorro. We meet Zorro, who looks like a mix between like Miami Connection meets Miami Vice. He's my favorite villain. Yeah, he's in uh, this movie because there's only one. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's I mean, subjective. Yeah, that's debatable. That's true. It's true. The guy who gives everybody super crack, he could be a bad guy. Well, yeah, yeah. and makes his fiance back together out of not her body part. Spoilers. <laughs> We're getting there. I'm Katie. pretty, I'm oh pretty sure we already God. talked about it. Oh, well. yeah. oh shit. Go ahead. <laughs> so so he he gets there and he's trying to find some girls. Got to find some girls because got to find good parts. So you just, you know, Zorro, hey, I got all this cash I got from my diner's club card. And uh, <laughs> Telly Savalas told me to come meet you here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he, he sets up a, a, a date. Oh, at the Sultry Arms Hotel. Yes, yes, the Sultry Arms Hotel. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> it, is, it is, and that is not there either anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. We were going to go on like a date and go find it, Dave. I think yeah. it's like Pottery Barn and a Sweet Green now. Oh, my God. Get cool. yogurt. Yeah, <laughs> Oh. Yeah, getting, getting hookers' measurements and making them explode. Wait. Oh. That's, that's together, but it's separate. <laughs> yes, yes. So the, the, this, is, this, is, this is one of the big scenes in the movie because he gets all the hookers together. Jersey Boy has some time. He gives them the cash, and they're all upstairs, and they're just wondering what he's going to do. And he's just like, hey, let me measure you, and just getting weird, being weird, even weird for hookers because they were weirded out a little bit too. Yeah, the whole yeah, the whole like there's like the montage of him like measuring body parts, and he has like the big like magnifying glass yeah, he, on the nipple, like oh, he's, yeah. buoyant, and just like poking yeah. And the, like, the whole thing is he buoyancy. tells Zorro he wants to pick the best girl, yeah, pick the best girl. So that's why they're all there, and they're getting really impatient. So uh, we got thirty minutes, and then we gotta go. <laughs> oh yeah, make his mind up. And that's the great thing about all the dialogue that you hear in uh, from the time that he meets uh, the first. A sex worker to the point where they, you know, smoke some super crack, which we haven't even talked about that yet. But like that, all these, all all the dialogue that they're going to say is what she says throughout the rest of the movie. She doesn't say anything else. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Frankenhooker. Well, I mean, yeah. if you want to talk about the super crack, so he Walter White's this shit in his fucking <laughs> garage. Well, you think, yeah, he meets he meets Zorro. He, he finds out what crack is. Then he goes back. He figures out the plan he's going to make. He gets, then uh, he makes this um, in, insane huge batch of like rock candy. Yeah. And it's he's like, well, it's not really murder. I I'm not going to make them. I'm not going to kill them. I'm just going to put it in their in their vicinity. Say very, no. Very Reagan wow. 80s. Yeah, going I was going to say. <laughs> he even says it. Just say no. And yeah. they don't. But uh, they do find it. Oh, they yeah. do find the crack. Because they, they run out of time. And she's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and then they're just like, we gotta smoke this crack. He's like, and yeah, then, play with the money, play with the dirty money. And he opens up, she opens up the purse, and she's getting the money out, and she's like, drugs! <laughs> this party's not over! Yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is one thing I learned in this movie, is if you want a few more minutes, break out the crack. Fucking, <laughs> it's like a guar music video all of a sudden. <laughs> right. Well, it, it literally turns uh, into one exactly. almost. Because, you know, at that point... Hookers just start exploding. That's great. The leg cam. <laughs> oh yeah, the leg flying across like, and the way the I love the way that they all all this looks really. I mean, it looks cheesy because it's like one moment you know it's like the person then it's very obviously like a mold that, that's blowing up. Yeah, but it's kind. It's not too like it's not too bad, but it's just it makes it so funny. And I think they actually filmed it like that on purpose so that they would get away. With they wouldn't get like an NC seventeen rating, so he was like, make this very cartoonish. Yeah, when they're blowing up. Oh, well, yeah, they're in a position, or like somebody's yeah. screaming, or somebody's like eating somebody else out, and they're like, all of a sudden they just blow. Because what happens is their body heats up, and then they just blow up like flames shoot out of their vaginas. It's yeah. fucking crazy. <laughs> it's really great, and the fact that they just like sat all those actresses down, and like really just the strippers who have never even acted before. Set all those people down in molds and like made them f do all that stuff for like hours and hours and hours. <laughs> like, hey, they amazing. earned those sad cards. Yeah, they earned it. They yeah. earned it. They earned it. And then Zoro hears is like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> Runs up there and he gets knocked out by a severed head. It's so great. <laughs> the head explodes and when he walks in, it's all slow motion. It flies at him and it hits him in the head and it's like boink. <laughs> And he just falls backwards, slow motion as he's like going back. It's my favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah, it's gonna have been a really good commercial for hefty, hefty bags, garbage bags, because he's going back with a lot of body parts now. God, I cannot remember. I didn't write it down and make a note. Who the fuck plays the guy, the clerk at the hotel? Oh my, pearly star, whatever the fuck he says. He's he. I love this actor, uh, Hannah Otter, and even like Billy, uh, Bill Lustig. They find these great people who are just off the street. They can just do these. Small little roles that are just so memorable. Yeah, and it's so fucking great. And this hotel reminds me a lot of Basket Case. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, he's good at finding good scummy hotel clerks. <laughs> <laughs> they probably just work there anyway. He's like the, like I can't imagine it being that hard to find scummy people. In he that probably he, he, in he probably found them when he was scouting locations. Be like oh, you, yeah. can he come and work at uh, and the, midnight the, tonight? So he he like drives home from this whole thing. All the way back, he you know hits the bridge in the tunnel, heads back to New Jersey, and he's like got the fucking trunk with all the body parts just like stuffed in the back of it, and they're just the trunk doesn't close, and he pulls in, it's just bouncing around, there's like parts <laughs> falling out of the back, yeah. it's like all cartoonishly like nobody will notice this. Yeah, that's my notes. It's like back to the lab, back to the lab. That's four times larger on the inside than the outside. Yeah, his lab is in this little friggin' like almost like I guess it could fit a car in there, but it's more like a shit. And then as soon as he opens the door, it looks like a fucking mansion in there for you know young Frankenstein. It's like a TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, there there was a there was a big thing because uh, a lot of the lab scenes 
they spent a lot of their budget on the exploding hookers. And, oh, that's uh, right, yeah. And uh, he had to figure out, like, I think the, the quote was, how the fuck am I going to shoot the rest of this movie? Because <laughs> <laughs> he literally blew his wad uh, on the uh, exploding hookers. So <laughs> I think he just had to like grease a few palms and... Uh... To, to get the rest of that filmed. <laughs> well, uh, Gabriel, I made some notes on that. Uh, Gabriel uh, Bartolos, uh, he did. He's he, he did. He's the yeah. head of the effects crew on this film. He also did Dolls for uh, Stuart Gordon, Munchie, haha, uh, Leprechaun Four, Basket Case Three, Dark Man. He worked for Savini on uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. Uh, he did Friday the Thirteenth Part Six and From Beyond. So I mean, he knows what he's doing and he can do oh, shit yeah. on a budget. Yeah, and I think he pulled it off. Some they, of these effects are fucking great. Uh, there's a lot they interview. They do a lot of stuff interviewing with him on the effects on the Blu-ray and uh, like as like you said, he worked on that. He did uh, help make an Elmer the Parasite. Uh, <laughs> but uh, a lot of the stuff in the Blu-ray when they're filming it, I guess because of Frankenhooker and everything, they're filming a lot of it at the Bunny Ranch. <laughs> like for the, oh really? So it's like kind of him there hanging out at the Bunny Ranch around these, and he's they're all the women come out and they're like, oh hey Gabe, and he's like because like, of the Frankenhooker theme, you know, but which is kind of funny. But uh, everybody in the movie just raved about him. Uh, like Patty Mullen was like, he was the best to work with. He was the greatest guy. Like at the end of it, he gave me a big hug and told me how great it was working with me. And she just like raved on and on about him. And so did the other people in the interview for that. Like he just must be just great guy to work with, especially when you get to sit in a chair with him for like five hours waiting for like plastic stuff to dry on you. Yeah, I bet. Okay, fun fact, you guys. Uh-oh. But the desk clerk from the, what is it? Sultry Arms Sultry Arms Hotel. Let's get it right now. His name is Max Brandt, and he was in The Godfather. <laughs> what? what? Now, he was an extra, oh, okay. but still, he was in The Godfather. Man. Da, na, na, na. <clears throat> Thank you, Francis Ford. You see that on your IMDb. It's like, freaking hooker, and I was in The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So here we are in the lab, and this is uh, the, the scene. This lab actually looks pretty fucking cool. Oh yeah, like the thing that they were able to accomplish, like you said, with no budget left, uh, yeah. with the table rise and everything. I mean, it's it's interesting. They could get a you know an extendo friggin' lift, like a car lift. They can oh, lift yeah. you know forty feet in the air. But hey, got the ceiling opening up and yeah, everything. Like, perfect it looks lab. Yeah. It's probably somebody's just they had to pull their Mustang out. <laughs> <laughs> and just yeah. put all this shit. But for in him there. to have access to all of this shit. To make what he's making, and they never really, it's kind of like the, if you read, like, The Invisible Man, there's no, they don't explain anything. Yeah. Like, the purple goo that he puts all, like, that, that was a huge freaking, like, meat freezer. It's, yeah, that's it's just a freezer with purple goo, yeah, which I love. Yeah. That's like, that's like the flavor aid of Reagent. Oh, <laughs> the Jim Jones Yeah, you've got effect. Kool-Aid, you've got flavor aid, this is Reagent, it only works on women, though. It's an estrogen serum, he explains. Oh. That's why it only works on women. Reagent. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's just like, you know, Kool-Aid's better, I guess, but, you know. Flavor-Aid. You got Flavor-Aid. Yeah, purple flavor. Your just hair do doesn't it. get wet. <laughs> that was another thing. He pulls out her, he, he pulls out Elizabeth's head out of one scene and just comes out dry. Yeah. It's beautiful. Which, they didn't shoot that in reverse at all. I thought there's a lot of stuff where they pull out her head and it's, Probably the worst looking thing in the movie is her, her just her head. And they keep doing close ups. And I was like, I guess maybe they didn't have Patty Mullen for very long because I feel like they could have just done the old like head through the table and just had her sit there. Yeah. Instead of making the fake head and it would have looked way better. 
but I imagine they probably could only get her for like so many weeks or something like that. She but had other movies to film. I had to do Doom <laughs> Asylum. <laughs> <laughs> well, even when he's explaining to her what he wants to do to her in the future, you, they only shoot it from like where you can see his face and not her face. Yeah, you're totally right. They could have just done the whole pop the head just through put there. the head through there. Like I mean, they could have like stuck her head in the freezer and had it sitting there when it wasn't so like okay, I, Jeffrey Dahmer over here. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> But uh, this is where he comes up with the. Uh, this is where it's gonna. It goes into Frankenstein at this point. You know, getting oh, yeah. the, the perfect body parts, putting her together, putting her, strapping her to the gurney, and then just you know, lifting her up into the sky in a twenty foot car lift. He just happens to have yeah. yeah. Just on a perfect stormy night. Were they the perfect body parts, though? I mean, somebody had the arm, had the big Z on it still. Like, you could have got a different arm. <laughs> the best that he had at the time. I mean, if you've already gone this far, you've potentially killed. Well, you've. Well, I, he did kill all the hookers. He didn't potentially kill. Them. He killed all the hookers. They could have said no. They just you, took the crack. He don't. I yeah. mean, he didn't. Calm down, Republican. Um, so, so, so he's he's killed these people. Zorro may or may not be alive. Are you okay, Steve? I almost spit shit all over you all. Well, please don't. Um, anyway, so at this point, he doesn't know if Zorro's dead or alive. He just got hit by a head. Have you seen the fucking that dude? Like, he's big. He's probably on the prowl. He's looking for his hookers, and he's looking for Jersey Boy. He's looking for his bitches. He's got to get this done. It's now or never. There's a storm outside, apparently. He got you know. the information from Zachary? <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's time. So he does the whole raising her up, and she goes up into the sky. Very Frankenweenie, more yeah. than Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty much. And she comes back, and she's alive. She's alive, but she's not herself. She is every hooker's personality besides her own. Like, she's not even conscious. Want to date? Yeah. Got any money? How does that make sense? So the brain and the head are intact, but it's not her thoughts. It's it's this left boob talking your DNA, for her. It's the blood of the other women flowing through her. It's the yeah. purple bush. We, we have. I guess we should talk about these. The, <laughs> oh, the purple nipples. Oh yeah, that comes in the sex scene right after this. But Ugh. God, what the fuck? It's like the 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 like uh, was a quarter of a black arm. That's the one. It's like yeah. you want a date? Like, yeah. I, I I, they, fuck it. Who cares? I love it. This is like. Like as far as like as soon as this part starts, she gets up and does you know the classic face with the like the yeah she retracts her lips yeah and, and it's great starts and like the Can't music and, like the music hits and she it's like just that like dum 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 well because she's mad she's like <laughs> yeah. do you have any money he's like no and she just like fucking knocks she him just, out <laughs> very Frankenstein at this point create just get out of my way creator and just did he have to put platform shoes on her. Yeah, that's what I was like. Why would you put the platform shoes on her? If they were smart, they would have had uh, platform um, uh, high heels. So I've got a theory about this. Okay, so what happens is you've got two different size legs. So he had to compensate. So maybe the platform on one side is a little bit smaller than the platform on the left. Well, it would have been cool if they showed us that. I I just made that shit up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it just looks clunky, and I feel really bad for her poor ankles because they're so little. Uh, excuse me, has anyone at this table know a goth girl? <laughs> okay, yeah, enough said. I believe I do. <laughs> I know a couple, I'm just saying. This is what Patty Mullen said was her favorite no, thing rock. to film, was all the scenes of her walking around in the big shoes and like doing the doing the whole one-a-day thing. She's like, this is my favorite part of the whole movie that I did. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. She goes on a subway ride? Yeah, hits the subway, looking at everybody. Um, this is. I'm telling you, this this the, it's more epic than watching Jason Voorhees hit Manhattan. Is watching her come out of that subway. Oh me. yeah, yeah. She's hilarious. She is so amazing in this role. I know. 
She does. She's just screaming at everybody, you want a date? You want a date? And who does she land on? Who wants her more than the whole rest of the city? Mayonnaise guy. <laughs> Miracle Whip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one it is, mayonnaise or Miracle Whip, but there's a difference. But yes, it is this guy. And his name is David Littman. Oh, yeah. Miracle Whip guy. Yeah, he's so funny. He's like, God, yes, God. <laughs> and where do they go? The Sultry Arms Hotel. The Sultry Arms. And like she, so she leaves New Jersey. I don't know what part of New Jersey he lives in, but. It's just across the bridge, as he said. takes right place there. in Tribeca, I think, is the neighborhood <laughs> they, in New York. Um, but that's a, that's a long walk in those heels. <laughs> yeah, and if you see, like I know I'm that particular guy, when she steps down for the very first time, her her back heel just comes out of it. I'm like, you know she got some serious blisters in real life on that fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Oh, carry on. Long walk. Long walk. <laughs> you see the uh, giant ad for Michael Keaton's Batman movie in the background, as well as the guy he walks up to wearing the Batman shirt. I know, and they got away with it. Which I thought was a little overkill. Like, we saw the poster. You're going to get the guy in the Batman shirt, too? It was 89. That was the summer of Batman. You couldn't get away from it. <laughs> I know you don't remember, but I do. I was in kindergarten. I had a friend who went and bought every single Batman t-shirt that came out that summer. Because, you know, it wasn't like now. Like, it was, like, there's a hundred companies making it. Like, Warner Brothers did their own distributing that you could only buy ten. Shirts, and this motherfucker bought every fucking one. <laughs> and he was an amazing artist, and I wish I could remember his name. But I was like, are those? He's like, yep, it's all of them. Great. You had rich friends. Way to rub it in, Stephen. I guess. He lived in a basement of, a, of an apartment complex with him and his lover. Uh, and they were both, those dudes were awesome. And he, they introduced me to, uh, you know, hentai. I thought you said this was a kid. <laughs> well, see the gas huffer from I'm, the previous I, I, episode. I, okay, <laughs> fuck off. 19, 20, 21. That's a kid. Oh, okay. I was like, 19, 20? Are you a vampire? <laughs> Shut up. Uh, we went to the Nickelodeon to watch a movie. <laughs> yeah. 19, 21. Let's talk about Nosferatu. No, go ahead. Just <laughs> so anyways, takes the uh, trick back to the... Uh, to the sultry arms so they can get busy. And this is where you see that... Oh, perfect. Patty Mullins... Nipples are Perfect. painted. Purple. Very purple. purple. Yeah. She's got the Joker nipples. And originally... <laughs> she's, been, she's been using Brand X. Originally, they, from, from, what, from, what I've, from what I've read, they did dye her bush. Yeah. But uh, it just didn't turn out didn't right. Out. Or, oh, my God. Or it had to be cut but for to make it not NC-17 or X-rated. Because I think he's, he said it would just felt too graphic, and they were going to like probably really hone in on that and make him cut more stuff but, but you just you just got to put some of that stuff in there so they can be like take out this and then you know yeah but they was like, okay I they were it. dying a body doubles pubic hair it wasn't patty mullen oh got to drop that's being the body double you're like i was in frankenhooker you could see my bush <laughs> <laughs> how much does something like that pay if... oh yeah i'd yeah, do it fuck yeah also i'm gonna have to hide the beans but did, did the body <laughs> If they shot it, does the body double know and go on opening night and be like, oh, my scene's coming up. And then it's just not there and just really upset. I can't believe I did my hair for this. That's (laughs) happened a lot. I grew up my bush for this. God damn it. Well, talking about the guy, the mayonnaise guy, he was actually in the movie, um, like I said, the the violation of of Claudia, directed by uh, Bill Lustig. That was the last um, adult film that was advertised in the newspaper. Oh, wow. Stupid. Stupid fact. Well, I mean, he was also on Bonfire of the Val- Vanities right know, after this. But that's I'm talking about a good movie, Dave. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, well, with the uh, so you get uh, mayonnaise man. He's up there, and this is the scene that Patty Mullen said that she hated filming, 
And some of it was maybe because he's an old man and she was just in penthouse. And some of it is she's, uh, you know, bottomless having to grind on this old guy. Oh, she's total commando. Commando, you know. Yeah, when you call a mayonnaise man, it makes it even worse. <laughs> mayonnaise man. <laughs> she's grinding on his mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I'm not so, going to edit that out at all. So they had to... Uh, <laughs> They had to put foam in his pants. I need to take a break. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, that's, that's... They put foam, like as in like spray foam? Or what are we talking about Like here? a big foam pad. Oh, okay, thank God. They shoved it down his pants. Okay. So as to like make it, you know, better for her. Less contact. Less I've, contact. I've visualized something completely different. Sure, it was terrible for him, but... Yeah. But what happens when you have sex with a Frankenhooker? Yeah, so somehow she Franken can come. No. Oh fuck. I wish I'd have cut you off it's before purple. you said that. So bleh. okay, so somehow she's able to transfer the energy from her body into whomever she's banging. Or actually she's probably mad at. Well, anybody no, anybody because yeah, we forgot I was when she was in the when she was in the bar earlier. The guy yeah. goes down on her. Yeah, that's right. The muffication scene. Yeah. And he just <laughs> blows up. I think I've said that twice in, like in two yeah. episodes. Cabin fever in this one. Yeah, and the guy, he's like, how about those mitts? <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, she blows his freaking head off. It's, but he's like, you know what? He looks happy. Yeah, he, he, was, he enjoyed one last moment of happiness before he blew up. And man, he, his man looks happy. Yeah. <laughs> Can we please stop calling him man? Yes. Yeah, miracle uh, whip. <laughs> miracle whip man. Sorry, miracle whip man. It, it, it sounds less slimy. <laughs> less buttery. Oh, uh, you know, it just, uh, never mind. I'm just going to say moist. Anyways, so back at the lab. Yeah, wait, wait, don't forget that um, uh, we totally forgot that fucking when Zoro finds out this, I have to say this, is whenever he, all the women blow up, he's so distraught in the bar talking to his best friend. He's like, one, one time they're the, one moment they're my bitches and the next they explode. <laughs> yeah. And then his friend's like, man, if a man loses a hoe, he loses everything. <laughs> Some deep shit there. I had to remember that. I had to remind that. Remember that part because I just looked at my notes. I was like, "Oh yeah, carry on." Sorry. Oh, but this is this is about the part where Jeffrey is looking for uh, Frankenhooker Elizabeth because he's got to find her. Yeah, he talks to a hooker on the street, and I wrote this down because it's so funny the way she pronounces this. Where she's like, "Hey, baby, we got all this stuff," and then she says, "I got dildos." <laughs> And I, it's like she had never read the word dildo before, <laughs> and nobody caught that. So the movie's like, I've never heard anybody call a dildo a dildo. <laughs> like, it's, it's Australian. A, that's a dildon't. It's a dildon't. <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, that was just like, that's, it's, I don't think that girl had ever read the word dildo on a paper before. Like, on, like what is this word? <laughs> like that's a that is a very astute observation. Yeah. Speaking of astute, observation. but after she blows up the man, I'm sorry, the miracle whip guy. She goes on the prowl for the next her next John. She walks into the bar and she's like, Joe's, Jones, Jones. I was like, is she saying Johns? Yeah. I think she's saying Johns. Yeah. What the fuck, Steve? Sorry. She just got back to life, Steve. You got to give her, got to give her a little bit of time. I know, but that's when we see the scene with Zero just distraught, still talking about his blown up hose. Yeah, and then. Jeffrey, Jeffrey comes in looking looking for Elizabeth at the bar. Yeah, but at this time it's already too late because her, Zorro realizes who she is because she's spouting all of the words that his hoes have been saying. He's, yeah. he's looking at her and going, no, who the fuck are you? <laughs> he punches her and head And he right knocks off. her fucking head off and like lightning starts shooting out. It's awesome. 
This yeah. is the best looking fake head in the movie because when it goes backwards, it's like her eyes are moving, the mouth's moving. Like they spent all their fake head money yeah. on this one scene, and I was like, "That's the best looking one." Like out of all the fake heads in the movie, they got this one right. <laughs> right, and then Jeffrey comes in, says, "Just like, oh baby," puts her head back up, and he leads her out. As you do. Yeah. And then Zerolf was like, flags down a taxi. <laughs> My note says, Conan the Pimparian grabs a taxi. <laughs> Follow that, bitches. <laughs> I guess getting her uh, getting her head knocked off kind of like reset something in her. Is that? Yeah, because yeah. at this point, she's back at the lab. And she's like, Jeffrey, what's going on? In her very Jersey accent that I didn't just do. <laughs> I thought it was really good, Dave. Yeah, well, you should get a sad card. But uh, he, yeah, should um, he? So at this point, you know, Jeffrey's explaining, like, you know, you you died in trying to tell her. She's like, oh no, and then she starts to realize. I feel bad for her. Yeah, because she does some great acting, and she's that, like, in this very, she's emoting like her face and everything's just not just like. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> like it's troll two eyes. or something, you know? Oh like, yeah, <laughs> like she's like, oh my god, god. like she's like emoting, and you're like, oh man, I kind of feel bad for you right now. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, she does a great job in this scene because she's distraught because she realizes, like, oh shit, I died. What the fuck? This isn't my arm. These aren't my legs. These aren't my breasts. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So she's she's uh, she's really 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 fucked up about this by now yeah and i feel like if she was any, had any kind of consciousness when she he was explaining like they were on a date early in the movie and he's he's showing her what he wants and he's telling her how much he loves her and he can't wait to see her again and bring her back it's too late now because she's not see she, she's she's in horror and he's like doesn't have enough time to explain himself it's too late because here comes zara zara, zara. <laughs> and he speaking of uh Jason Voorhees. Oh, I know. <laughs> he grabs like the smallest machete you'll ever see and just one fell swoop. Bam, there goes Jeffrey's head. Yeah. Well, I mean, he can bench press seven Jeffreys, so he just barely even <laughs> has it, to use arm strength. Yeah, for and, this it's, fucking thing. and it's weird because you think there's going to be this big fight scene. Nope, just cuts off his fucking head and just one fell swoop, just whop. <laughs> I have to admit, when I first saw this as a kid, I was like, holy shit. Because you, know, you think, like you said, there's going to be a struggle or maybe she's even going to come into play, but nope. It's just wackadoo. Zoro's there to get his bitches plural. They're all together. And uh, he pulls out his drugs. He's like, you're coming with sweet, me. Sweet, sweet rock. <laughs> sweet, sweet rock. <laughs> but we forgot to mention earlier was, well, we did sort of where the reagent is and the, the fucking, what is that, a freezer? Yeah, because when the she gets reanimated, they're, all the body parts are in that freezer still locked. And you can see the, the, the voltage hit the freezer and it starts to bubble and you might see a couple of fingers. You totally forget about it until this scene, because at this point uh, they just society that bitch, and they're coming. <laughs> yeah. out, they're coming it's out. like Reanimator, Bride of Reanimator, Society. All these great fucking, all movies. these fucking Cronenberg monsters come <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> they, they come. They come out of the uh, the the freezer, and they're going to get Zorro and these things, man. I love it. There's like a pillar of boobs with a face on it that just spins. Then you've got what else? There's the, yeah. there's like the torso. It's upside with, down. It's upside down with it's like a, a chin a where mouth, the crotch should be. A chin where the crotch should be. <laughs> it's like a sexual nightmare. <laughs> yeah, just arms and a head. Oh yeah, and and talking about the the limited budget, the the thing about the, a lot of these parts, and even when he was putting her together, somebody had taken all of the good ones that they had actually art, that were kind of like articulate. And just took them off the set. So Frank, I mean Frank Henlotter was like, "Well, we got to use what we got. But we'll either remold some of this shit, whatever. They had to hurry up and do it. So that's why everything is really stiff looking." Yeah. So people complain like, "Oh, this looks like crap." It's like, 
Well, first, it's extremely low budget. Two, they had no budget by the time they filmed this. And some, yeah. and third, somebody fucking took all the cool shit. Yeah, it's called Frankenhooker, dude. Lighten up. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know, but I love, I love these this this weird like like I said, a pillar of boobs that just spins for no reason. Everybody, nobody can like emote. It's just ah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, please don't ever do that. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Um, I just wanted to pull you into the freezer. So they, so well, yeah, that's what they do. They pull Zoro into the freezer, and I guess he's dead. At yeah, this it's very point. like Jeffrey Combs. He's like almost. ah, and then the arm comes out and grabs the crack. <laughs> Gonna have that crack party. You think they would have learned by now? Oh no! But who cares? I just want to know how the uh, head with arms is going to smoke crack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're all I get, dripping wet. I get, I get, I get the crotch jaw one. <laughs> there's, pre- there's bound to be lungs in there. Oh my! The boob God. pile, probably not. Yeah, it's just a pile of boobs. It, <clears throat> but it just or maybe the crack just dissolves in the uh, estrogen water, and uh, and uh, they get high that way. I don't. You know. should I'm not, sell that. By I'm, the not way. Gonna, I'm not going to. I'm not going to theorize. Estrogen and crack. Yeah. Rub it in their skin. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it just, you just mix it in. It's like uh, putting salt or sugar into water. You just, wow. you just stir it up a little bit. Uh, it's good for like, your canker sores and just, bringing people back just, to life. Just get that one to go around and round and round in circles in the in the tub yeah. and mix it up nice and well. Wow. Anyways, so at this point, <laughs> Zoro's dead. The look on Katie's face. Zoro's dead. Is awesome. Jeffrey's dead. Or is he? Or is he? Because fade in, fade in, and there's Jeffrey. Yeah. Yeah. And his his head his head is sitting on top of. You know, it looks like he's got scars on his neck. I was like, holy shit, somebody put them back together. There's Elizabeth. Like, (laughs) you had great notes. Yeah. I was able to to follow your notes and put you back together. And she gives him the same lines that he gave her. Yeah. I love you. And and it's it's, it's a sweet little, like, little bit of revenge because she's not happy with what happened to her. But Jeffrey, on the other hand, he's like... We can be together. Horrified. Oh, these boobs. Oh. <laughs> Where did these boobs come from? What's about oh. Johnson? Because <laughs> he's he's got none of those. Because remember, it only works on women's body parts. Yeah. So, which is weird because his head is still alive. Hey, man. So is this a plot hole? Because she couldn't Not obviously this movie. tell me there's a pothole in this movie. <laughs> no. Well, she said she couldn't obviously put him on Zoro. Yeah, she's like, you know, I couldn't use Zoro. I couldn't, use, you know, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And you know what? I never thought about any of that until you just said that. I was like, yeah, wait a second. Couldn't use any of it. Except so, for uh, his. Huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, I guess she went in there and just untangled some of those dead hookers. <laughs> and <laughs> that was the thing I didn't understand. Like, they're all like. Fused together, he's got this blob. Science way. Like I need a titty. Come here, and yeah. I can rips it off, and then you know, got it back together. But he's just like, oh god, you know, just like the classic horror film. Like you monster, what have you done? Uh. That's one of my favorite throwaway lines in the whole thing, where she's like, where he just kind of is like, oh yeah, just made some notes back there. <laughs> like they just like they don't just that, that explains everything in the movie. He's like, yeah, I just made a few notes back there. That's it. And then and then her who has no idea about science or any of these things is just like reads the notes. She's like, these are very good you notes. Know, he must be a great teacher <laughs> yeah. because she wasn't even smart enough to get out of the way of a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. Like like she, oh. she could have just dove left or right. Either way, it was going straight, going forward. It's a she great ending. Reanimated oh, a dead body. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it is. It is a great ending, and and you know. It wraps up pretty nicely. Yeah, they're going to go off into the sunset and eat pretzels together. Yeah, I guess I don't know. It'd be cool to see 
like the at like just ten more minutes of the movie, like one more year of their life or something like that. <laughs> what does his mother think about this? Going to dinner. I want to see like an ending, like uh, um, like Little Shop of Horrors, but the original ending. Oh, where like it's the post-apocalyptic where the Audrey twos take over the world and destroy everything. It's just giant Frankenhooker going through New York. Yeah, it's just giant boobs. Want a date? Yeah, they want a date. I want to see that. What's the uh, War of the Argentuans? What's the other one? The, the Frankenstein one we talked about? The kaiju one? Like, the yeah. giant kaiju Frankenstein monster? I don't. Yeah. That's what I want to see, Dave. Well. Okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, if you can get somebody to make it. That is pretty much the movie itself. <laughs> well, and it did not do well. No, it did not. Uh, and this was his, you know, this was his biggest movie to date. And while he was making this, he was also, I don't know if I said it earlier, he was making Basket Case 2. They were shooting at the same simultaneously. Which goes way off the rails compared to the, compared to the first Ooh, film. Right. And you can see where his brain was when he was making these movies. Yeah. At this time. And, you know, for the $2.5 million budget to... Box office gross two hundred and five thousand is in sixty eight dollars. It's it's pretty bad. <laughs> Not as bad as the Flash is doing right now, which sort of makes me happy. But uh, right, <laughs> they had to make so many cuts according according to them uh, just to get the R rating. Um, duh, and it's like one of them instead of blowing up seven hookers, they can only blow up six. <laughs> I made that yeah. in my notes. <laughs> well, I think they had to have made up a lot of this on just rentals alone. Absolutely, yeah. I think so. Like, like we, we've talked about like the video, the VHS right in front of our face, which yeah. is funny because I didn't know, I didn't think about it, but I put the Exterminator next to it, and a <laughs> nice. lot of the cast and the producer of the Exterminator made this film. Nice, yeah. And you got the button right on the front that says "One a Day." One a day. <laughs> One. I wish it still worked, but I'm not going to fuck with that thing. Um, but I do think people liked it. I think it found its audience with the VHS crowd. I feel like it was always on like either Cinemax or HBO too, like. Definitely Cinemax, as we used to call it, Skinemax. Skinemax, yeah. 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 But it, it was definitely one of those movies you just saw like around all the time. You were aware of it, even though it was like it's probably you know a small budget kind of thing like this has a, as big of a cultural impact as it probably has is kind of impressive. Oh yeah, you can watch it now and go, oh that guy from that that came, that came from that that came from that. Um, in this film, obviously, <clears throat> whether. I'm sure it is, but it, it borrows from some of the movies I just talked about, like Reanimator, Bride of Reanimator. Yeah. Um, they all came out before. Um, I don't think Society had yet. I think that was still like a, a kind of a little came after this. But I mean, you were making the joke. It's it's totally like the shunting scene all of a sudden. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, I thought it was hilarious that Pe- PepsiCo is featured so much in this fucking movie, <laughs> and it's talked about. It, it's in the credits. It's like Frito-Lay and PepsiCo. Thank you. <laughs> it wasn't just for craft services. At the rat party, uh, 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 Lauder gave out fake boobs as gifts. <laughs> just fake boobs. Yeah, from the movie. I'm just running through my notes real quick. <laughs> Man, that's a that's a good that's a good gift. So Lauder described himself as a exploitation filmmaker and not a horror one raunchier smuttier and dirtier and thing the stunts performed in this motion picture are highly dangerous and have been performed at by skilled stunt people utilizing proper safety equipment they should not be attempted by any member of the audience no animals or people were killed or injured in the making of this movie <laughs> are we going to talk about the poem because we need to katie <gasps> do you have your the poem written down the poem that he fucking gives her at that at the, uh, when he's like i wrote a poem it's not very good when they're having their uh, their date night, their dinner, their date night. Oh, uh, yeah, left yeah, it for yeah. the end. I have it written down, but I'd love to hear it from your sultry voice, from a woman's perspective, <laughs> from their date night together, their romantic date night. If anybody's thinking about writing their own wedding vows, 
this should be some inspiration for you. No. So, warning. Contents under pressure. <laughs> That's the name of the poem, guys. By Jeffrey man. Franken. Oh, man. <laughs> My heart is packed so full of love for you that I dreamed I exploded like aerosol cans sometimes do. I blew with such force that my bones became shrapnel and leveled the town, except for the chapel. (laughs) My teeth flew like bullets. I didn't know what was happening. They killed everyone in sight, except for the chaplain. And then, thanks to him, we were happily wed, even though at the time, I think we were both dead. The end. Oh, man. That's so romantic. (laughs) Well done, Katie. Yay. Well done. Oh that my was, god, uh, that was uh, Franken. The, the first time to run. Well, that was Franken Hooker. Very Shakespearean. Oh, it was my very god. Shakespearean. Um, do you have anything else to add to this? No, Dave. We'll just kill us with your fucking question. All right. So, <laughs> if somebody was going to make a Franken Hooker and they could use male parts, what part of yours would you want them to use the most? Oh God. <laughs> Fuck, I hate you more than ever. I know. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the other question was going to be, Katie, you had to make a Frankenhooker out of the three of us. What parts are you using? Oh. Yeah, you can choose from me, Dave and Ace. Oh, I don't feel comfortable yeah, with that. Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> so I'm going to go back to making Steve feel uncomfortable. God yeah. damn it, that would have been great. Yeah. All right. Um, shit, Dave. If they had to use a part of your body. All right, my, my masturbating hand. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. My right hand. <laughs> <laughs> Note the self. Don't shake Steve's hand. It's too late. <laughs> don't shake hands with Steve. <laughs> don't sit in it. Sit in it. Don't, don't sit fucking next shake my hand. All right. Now that, now that he's answered, you don't have to answer, Ace. We're not oh. answering. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make Steve squirm for a it's minute. It's too late. Anyway, oh, I fucking hate all of you. Anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in to the Gore Club podcast. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, we are. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh, you can find us on uh, Anchor FM, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Castbox, Verbal.com, YouTube, uh, Facebook, uh, Things. Wherever you're listening to us now. iHeartRadio now. iHeartRadio. We're in 37 countries. 37 countries. Yeah. Woohoo. Want a date? Woo. Got any money? <laughs> All right, bye. Let's get out of here. Bye, guys. Go Club.